Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. hip 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 powder donut <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. hip 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 powder donut <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. On this episode of DC On Screen, DC Fan Gnome Success has the powers that be doing that Mr. Burns thing with their hands. The Batman's Robert Pattinson has COVID-19, and we're going to talk about what that means for production, plus the latest updates on Ray Fisher's ongoing battle with Warner Brothers Pictures. All that and more after a commercial from some paying entity we were not at all consulted about. Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99. Plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Welcome into DC On Screen episode 612. This is the podcast where we talk the DC Comics multiverse on film and television, give honest opinions on projects upcoming and past, and believe that every version of a property is valid, even if we don't want it to be. If it's been released, it is fair game, so beware of spoilers and welcome to the show. I'm David C. Robertson, and this, the sole owner of Chimera's shriveled but surprisingly still salty foreskin, Jason Goss. I'm even touching that one. Go for it. <laughs> I think you already did. Num, num, num. And we move on as quickly as possible. I didn't get that from anywhere. That just like those words just flowed out of my brain and I laughed as I wrote them. <laughs> Good. <laughs> oh, thank you so much to our uh to all of our listeners, but uh especially at this juncture to our uh patrons over on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash DC on screen. A buck a month gets you every episode ad free. Uh, $5 a month gets you every episode ad-free plus extra episodes mm-hmm. that aren't in the main feed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. And more of those coming. You never know when those are going to pop up. The last thing I put up was the compilation of the old Winter Woman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Patreon didn't burn down, so we're in good shape. Mm-mm. No, no, it was it was a fine thing. And uh, <laughs> we even slipped in uh, wobbly boots, you know, Nathan, mm-hmm. like cussing out old Witter Woman. That's, yeah, that was good. 
<laughs> and, then it, and then it comes back and Winter Woman's like, well, they didn't want me around. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I sure enjoyed her, her musings, but. Yeah, yeah, and and it we was got a acquired a, taste. I get it. I also like yeah. a strong double IPA. You know what are you gonna do? Drink. <laughs> hey, can't can't account for them all. Um, <laughs> do want to uh, give a shout out to our friends uh, Tim and Scott over at the DC Film Squadcast. They've been going for five years, right. and yeah, that is Lord. impressive too. I, yeah, I mean it is really impressive. I can't think of any other podcast that has gone. Five years. No, I did this. On, I did this. <laughs> I did that on Twitter. I'm sorry. Uh, no, they're genuinely great guys, and uh, yes. love the show. I listen to it. Uh, I won't say every week, but um, I do listen to every episode. I just usually do them in like five hour chunks <laughs> when I have time. <laughs> yeah, no fair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I might actually go and listen to uh, this week's episode uh, jump ahead because of all the crap that's been going down mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it's been a couple weeks since we talked so let's let's get into some of this it um, has. so DC Fandom did 22 million in attendance Jesus and that was part one like part two is on the 12th oh. so that's just that's like Saturday, which, uh, which would presumably have less. Presumably, but because, it's, you know, you know, it's all I mean, the TV stuff. Yeah, it's like well, it's TV, comics, and some insider stuff. There's still plenty of movie stuff, but it's like behind the scenes, mm-hmm. the insider verse or whatever they're calling it. Um, yeah, which I swear they're trying to piggyback off the word Snyderverse there, but you know, just a wild like dichotomy-esque speculation on my part um mm, i don't know multiverse uh, everything's just kind of I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm not getting too conspiratorial about that one with yeah. snyder uh, no i was getting more into like neurolinguistic programming bullshit um <clears throat> which is uh, <laughs> I, I would definitely have to call it at at the chomsky level but mm-hmm yeah, so it's it, but movies are on a different tier of how many millions they bring for sure. We all know that. Yeah. But damn, twenty two. Hell, if you did half of that for the rest, shit. Yep. Do you see the yep, average yep, yep. for SDCC? No. I think it was fifteen thousand. Jeez. I honestly think that's the number I saw was fifteen thousand viewers. Yep, and I mean they're definitely looking at doing this again. And like start if, off. if I was completely wrong by a digit and it's one hundred and fifteen, that's still. Yeah, uh, yeah. The head of Warner Media Studios and Networks Group, Ann Sarnoff, she said after Fandom, we saw viewership of our DC properties pop on HBO Max. We're using all our businesses to drive new businesses. Uh, they're they are looking at doing this again for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't blame them. Good lord. I mean, um, yeah, shit. That's impressive. It's clear we have a very big fan base that wants to stay very connected to us. She told Variety, we're going to keep doing it in the spirit of super serving fans and then see if there's a way to monetize it. That's pretty much your job. Yeah, Yeah, of course. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, uh, you know, a lot of people don't understand that. They just think, oh, her job is to sit in a chair and make us happy. No, (laughs) it's very much to monetize our (laughs) happiness. And I wish you the best of luck. Yeah. You need to make more money to make me uh, make more products that make me happy. Mm-hmm. To the point where I'm on this podcast bitching about how much stuff there is to watch. Um, yeah. By the way, um, you know, you, 
<laughs> you asked me earlier, like, is this going to be like a bad news episode? Like, this is going to be episode, all news that's like really bad and kind of bummer news. I'm like, yeah, a lot of it is. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what I was seeing, feeling, what I was yeah. expecting. You want to feel old on top of being having a bummer? Oh, okay. Do I get anything in between? Is there like a sandwich effect here or is it just going to go right into bummer? Oh, oh, remember how I said DC fandom did 22 million? Yeah. Okay. You're that was a good news. You're demographic, aren't you? No, no. Oh, okay. I'm about to tell you that uh, Batman the Animated Series is 28 years old <laughs> as of three years ago, or three days ago. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I did see that. And you're right. Mm-hmm. It, it, mm-hmm. it did make me feel old. Mm-hmm. I would like to call I, it time well spent. Sure. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's accurate even as I say it. I, <laughs> I, I um, can't help but call myself a fucking liar, but it's still, oof, 28, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus. Like, we've talked about our memories of it, and I remember, like, rushing home from school to try to get there to, I think it aired at 4 p.m. on our WB network that was a thing at the time. I mean, our, it was. In our area? Well, in my area, it was uh, Fox Kids still. Oof. Oh, Lord. Yeah. That was, was a minute. It was Fox Kids. Fox Try to record on a VHS player. They would, yeah, they would air, uh, I think it was Batman the Animated Series and then Power Rangers, maybe. You know, I want to say that it, at some point it started getting into like uh, BTAS, Animaniacs, Tiny Toons. Like, I wish I could oh, find yeah. that programming schedule to see if I remember it at all correctly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that 4, four and 4.30 was choice programming for us I, so see, i remember having to get up to see power rangers like i had to get up at 6 30 to yeah, they, i think they may have moved power rangers there when batman went to wb okay to kids wb because yeah there for a while they were doing i know they were doing batman animated series and eek the cat do you remember eek the cat <laughs> <laughs> sharky the shark dog yeah um <laughs> I kind of gave up and went to read something around then. Yeah, I hated that show. Wasn't my uh, wasn't my chosen one, no. And I feel like there was a point where it was like Batman the Animated Series and then X-Men the Animated Series. Mm. And, but at some point, Power Rangers came in at like four. It was Fox, maybe. Mm. Yeah. God, when we talk about it these days, that's a lot. Like, to get that scheduled now between, uh, what, Viacom, which is, I, I think, what, Paramount these days? Uh, I don't even know. I don't. I don't know who the hell owns the Power Rangers right now. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I, well, last I remember, Disney had bought them, but I think they gave them up. Mm. I think they got rid of them. Bounced on that one. Yeah, I get it. And then I don't know. I think it's Fox who still owns TV Marvel in some capacity, but not all. And then a lot I mean, of that really just came back. Disney anyway, yeah, a lot of that came back with the recent deal and all that. Uh, yeah, like it's, it would be a nightmare to schedule now. Our childhood is forever gone there is no trace of it it's in the wind my friend shut up stop (laughs) it's too much of a bummer (laughs) um dc hired daniel cherry former cmo of activision as the new general manager oh okay hopefully to uh you know take some off of uh actually his first his first day was today Mm. Uh, good uh, luck buddy yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know he's running the business business side so uh jim lee can you know do the creative side yeah so that's that's cool he's he's walking into a hard first day and uh, you know what i i i think by the end of the year definitely by the end of next year jim lee will be running dc films i think he'll be the president <laughs> i, I, I kind of don't doubt it 
Oh, I don't. I don't think. I, don't, I think Hamada's going away. It's it's possible, given what we're about to talk about. Um, yep. It's also <laughs> like of of all the players that are still there, Jim Lee's like every time something happens, I sort of brace myself for and Jim Lee, and and then I never quite find it. I'm like, okay, I don't know what he was up to, but he's not named. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's clean. <laughs> but yeah, it's also gotten to the point where like it, it feels like an LA thriller from the f- like a crime thriller from the forties where somebody's like, I think he's clean, and there's some like grizzly dude with a whiskey bottle pouring a sloppy shot, being like, nobody's clean, son. That's just how the streets mm-hmm. are, you know. <laughs> yeah, he throws a cigar at a stripper and exits the building <laughs> without paying his fucking tab. <laughs> You sound like <laughs> it's an image. You sound like freaking. You sound like Norm Macdonald talking about the the first episode of Kojak on comedians and cars. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty. She much was a was good girl. Apple pie. She was a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um. So this segment, <laughs> I have uh, lovingly. Uh, entitled Ray Fisher versus the world. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Last episode, we told you that, uh, that Ray posted this. He says, after five weeks of interviews with various cast and crew, Warner media has officially launched an independent third party investigation to get to the heart of the toxic and abusive work environment created during justice league reshoots. Uh, this is a massive step forward. I believe this inf- investigation will show that Jeff Johns, Joss Whedon, John Berg, and others, in, p- in parentheses, grossly abused their power during the uncertainty of AT&T's merger with Time Warner. Uh, and then he thanks Warner Media and AT&T for making strides to ensure a safer workplace for all. Well, on Friday, September 4th, Ray Fisher tweets. I'm literally See, making a notebook column here. Mm-hmm. That's just like good and bad and some bubbles. <laughs> It'll do what you do. <laughs> to try to keep track of it. Just uh-huh. as an exercise. On Friday, September 4th, Ray tweets, So you can better understand how deep this goes. After speaking out about Justice League, I have rec- or I received a phone call from the president of DC Films. That's Walter Hamada, mm-hmm. for everyone keeping track. Those playing We're in- Wherein he attempted to throw Joss Whedon and John Berg under the bus in hopes that I would relent on Je- on Jeff Johns. I will not. I am uh, so, now making a frowny face with devil horns pointing to Whedon and Berg from Hawada. All of mm-hmm. them are now in the bad column. Mm-hmm. Just keeping score. Um, so that was on September 4th. And then also on September 4th, a- after the news cycle had died down, this was late in the evening, which is suspect as hell. Uh, I, I do remember that timing being weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Warner Brothers Pictures, not Warner Media, mm-hmm. Warner Brother Pictures, <laughs> underline, via the rap, uh, put out this PR statement. Mm-hmm. In July, Ray Fisher's representatives asked DC Films President Walter Hamada to talk to Mr. Fisher about his concerns during the production of Justice League. The two had previously spoken when Mr. Hamada asked him to reprise his role as Cyborg in Warner Brothers' upcoming Flash movie, together with other members of the Justice League. Now see, already... They're what they're doing right there. Trying to group. They're trying to make fans angry at Ray Fisher for holding this up. Mm-hmm. They're trying to say like, oh, we can have Cyborg and the whole Justice League in the Flash movie, but no, he's doing this shit. They continue. 
I, I will caveat that with that is an interpretation of events. I will also say yes. that is an interpretation of events that I agree with. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> there are other ways. I just think that's the right one. Mm-hmm. I mean, why would you say that? Why? <laughs> why would you say that? I mean, there are other ways to possibly <laughs> interpret that phrase, but it doesn't – they don't make any sense. You know what that's saying? They're like, by the way, they were doing Flashpoint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are doing Flashpoint. Other members of the Justice League, hell, who are there? Superman? Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all been begging for Superman? <laughs> Aquaman? Other members? That's that's plural. It's, Wonder Woman? Uh, that's the entire Justice League. You can- <laughs> the phrase <laughs> begs the question. You're you're baiting with it is the point. Yes. Like, that's the whole absolutely. thing. Absolutely. You're, you're literally trying to make me extrapolate exactly what you expect me to extrapolate without having to say it exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've already I've seen tons of fans on on mainly on Facebook. My tw- our Twitter feed is pretty curated. Like we we are friends <laughs> we of who we agree of- with. <laughs> <laughs> we have blocked a lot of people. That's a fact. Or muted. We have blocked and muted a ton of people. Yeah, but like you go over to Facebook, you, that's when your people are like, oh, they 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 got hung up on that sentence. You know, you could tell they're just like, oh, son of a bitch, Ray, what are you doing? You're just whining because you had to say booyah. And I'm like, oh, you bastards. You don't understand. That that was the implication as, as it was meant to be. No. Hey, um, by the way, if you if at any point you think uh, as a listener that you are one of the people maybe we blocked or muted and uh, uh, maybe, you know, you can just direct messages. We will respond. Um, can they? Unless can it's they? absolute insanity. But right. Can they message us if we've muted them, though? Oh, no. I just mean like we – like if – Find anything DC on screen, and you can find us there. We can be stalked easily. Mm-hmm. So, it, if the, if you like, if you genuinely want to ask us about something, and you feel like we've just muted you, you can. Or you can just you know message us at DC on screen at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. It we haven't it, muted muted you. Ooh, excuse me. Yeah, we haven't muted you in uh, in in the email. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, we're, we're we're still contactable. If just hey, whatever it may have happened by uh, espousing on Twitter. We may have done it by accident, for God's sake. It's possible. I guess it's possible. Probably not. <laughs> just, just, just saying. Contact us if you have any <laughs> reservations that you feel were right. Un, un, I don't know, unaccounted for, un, unheard, whatever, unjust, whatever. <sighs> I am happy to talk about them. They continue though. This is still the PR mm-hmm. bullshit. Yeah. yeah. In their July conversation. <laughs> This is a full color commentary. <laughs> That's right. Reading. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, go for it, man. I'll stop you if I disagree. <laughs> yeah. In their July conversation, Mr. Fisher recounted disagreements he had had with the film's creative team mm-hmm. regarding his portrayal of Cyborg mm-hmm. and complained that his suggested script revisions were not adopted. See that right there? Makes a, They're trying to make him sound like a spoiled brat. Hold on. Hold on. They're not doing it yet. I remember the sentence that comes next. They're laying the groundwork to do so. Yeah. Mr. Hamada explained that creative differences are a normal part of the production process and that a film's writer-director ultimately has to be in charge of these matters. Mm-hmm. Notably, Mr. Hamada also to- told Mr. Fisher that he would elevate his concerns to Warner Media so they could conduct an investigation. At no time did Mr. Hamada ever, quote, throw anyone under the bus, as Mr. Fisher has falsely claimed, or render any judgments about the, quote, Justice League production in which Mr. Hamada had no involvements, since filming occurred before Mr. Hamada was elevated to his current position. Okay, there are uh, two things. Mm-hmm. One... 
Um, and your tone of voice indicates it, I think, pretty accurately. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, the, the idea that Hamada was explaining to a kindergartner that, well, sometimes you can't get what you want. Right. Um, it, that That is explained in explicit detail. And the fact is the, – here's the crazy part. In the uh, in in terms of the words literally spoken to people, it mm-hmm. may have literally gone down that way. It may have literally been Fisher explaining that, you know, hey, what if I said this, and then somebody just kind of shrugging him off and saying, like, hey, dude, it's his call. And I could still phrase it the way that you said right then. Yeah, and that might make it sound like Fisher's being, um, you know, obstinate. What's like? Mm-hmm. That, that he's uh, demanding some kind of creative control that he has no right to. Right. Um, contextually, we all know that's fucking how this works. <laughs> like every, every, yeah. We all know this how this works. That's Absolutely. just making him sound childish for no yeah. fucking reason. It's infantilizing. Yeah. The only part that I, I was curious about was uh, the breakdown of timeline about when Hamada joined the picture. Like It's not that clean. And I know Hamada joined, uh, well, joined in any real effectual way you know pretty much after the the sujihara emmerich uh i'll, I'll just call it fiasco mm-hmm. but i don't know if it's so far back that like you could consider well, the idea that it's so far back that yeah he he probably didn't have anything hands-on day-to-day to do with 2017 justice league in the production yeah no but i just is he excusing it now is the difference i honestly don't remember ray necessarily saying that hamada had rendered any judgments about justice league's production. Um, aside from being, you know, willing to throw Joss and John Berg under the bus. Yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of what I meant. Like that with Hamada, all right, you know, you know, the old phrase, um, you know, we grew up in the South, so I heard it referring to Clinton. It's not what you did. It's right. the cover up. Um, no, I never heard that. <laughs> Everyone I knew was like, no, it's absolutely what you did. They have no concept of American presidential history. Um, no, they don't. What are you talking about? No, of course they don't. <laughs> it begins and ends with, well, we like Reagan. Let me just, like, just a briefer. Here's, here's the, here, this is on the syllabus for that course. Uh, presidents get a lot of blowjobs. I'm sorry. And they're not always yeah. uh, in the appropriated manner, we'll, we'll call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not in a, in a way that would be prescribed by the, uh, quote, decent person from back in the day. So, right. Well, anyway. I think the, quote, decent person back in the day would say it was sodomy, and there is no appropriate blowjob. But. That's that's a varying degree of decent person. Uh, and, you know. But back in the day is the thing that made me go take pause to your statements. No, we're in the <laughs> South where some of these laws are still fucking on the books. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. So back in the day for us means very little sometimes. Um, <laughs> so... Point being, uh, back in the day means back in the back office there where they're going to per- prosecute your ass. Today. <laughs> Today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you put what in her where? No. Come on, boy. Yeah. Um, we, uh, all right. So the only difference, the only differentiation I'm making, and the only thing I had question about in the entire uh, article, uh, article, that statement was, okay, well, maybe we can separate what Hamada was in charge of at the time, for sure. Mm-hmm. But now we're just talking about how he's handling what's coming out now, which is not great. Yeah. I don't care for the way he's, he's uh, handling this at all. It, not this. And, I, I, and I'm sure this is a sentiment you've shared on many occasions. Uh, given my excitement of a multiverse panel just a couple weeks ago, it's rather disappointing. It is. Yeah. I had a 
kind of a long conversation with uh, Ray of Fans Without Borders about that. I um, did see that actually. Now to say a couple yeah. days ago, I'm just like, oh god, this is such a bummer. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's a little bit exhausting. Not, not gonna lie. Yeah, I expect to regroup and and you know have a better day and a better outlook. But this this is an exhausting week to to see what was going on. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, um, they continue. While Mr. Fisher never alleged any actionable misconduct against him, Warner Media nonetheless initiated an investigation into the concerns he had raised about his character's portrayal. Mm-hmm. Still not satisfied, Mr. Fisher insisted that Warner Media hire an independent third-party investigator. This investigator has attempted multiple times to meet with Mr. Fisher to discuss his concerns, but to date, Mr. Fisher has declined to speak to the investigator. Warner Brothers remains committed to accountability and to the well-being of every cast and crew member on each of its productions. It also remains committed to investigating any specific and credible allegation of misconduct. See, now there, there's, there, that, that's kind of <laughs> specifying that his, Ray's allegation is incredible mm-hmm. or specific. Incredible. Um, and they're not even implying. They, the next line is, which thus far Mr. Fisher has failed to provide. That is like, they're not yeah. even implying it. Uh, incredible in a legal sense means you know, a lot of times, I guess, uh, not always. It means literally without credentials. Mm-hmm. Incredible, if you're reading it, means fucking incredible. Uh, like the the film franchise should be called the Without Merits, which doesn't sound as good. Mm-hmm. It's it just does not hit the same. Right. And you know, after this dropped, Boris Kit decided to like pop up and be like, "What's complicating all this back and forth is that Fisher's deep in talks slash negotiations to reprise Cyborg for the Flash movie." Well, yeah, they said that in the article, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I just want to be petty about that. September fifth. <laughs> Hold on. All right, who who does Boris Kit work for? <laughs> who who is he? Uh, I can't remember now. Off the top I'm going to try to look that up as, as you go. I I yeah I. Let's see. Let's see. I only ask because oh, Hollywood Reporter. Okay, sorry. Um, I only ask because if it's uh, if it comes when he's standing, we are now by my account dealing with four different corporate entities mm-hmm. on my little chart I'm making, uh-huh. and only one of them has so far <laughs> been called out specifically. Right. Uh, all right. So September fifth, um, <laughs> Ray Fisher. Mm-hmm. Writes, thank you all for the support and for seeing through WP, uh, WB Pictures. Desperate and scattershot attempt to discredit me to continue protecting those in power. I met with the investigator via Zoom on August 26th. Below is an email I sent to my team and SAG-AFTRA, which is the union, mm-hmm. uh, immediately after. <laughs> Here's the screenshot. <laughs> he has the screenshot. He literally posted the screenshot. Yeah, it was, like, that was pretty funny. Immediately is like, hey, they lying. <laughs> It was not, and it was quick too. It was not, yeah. he did not. Like, do you remember when he first really came out with this? Uh, we were joking about, yeah, you haven't heard anything because he's talking to his fucking lawyers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did not need to talk to his lawyers about it. This This was like 24 hours later. It was already posted with a screenshot. Yeah. He's got the screenshot dated August 26th, 2020. If he did talk to him, like, yeah, man, go. 12.49 PM. Hey, crew. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, just got off the just got <laughs> off the line with the investigator. Had yeah. to end the interview early before going into detail with him. He's definitely been put on the case by Warner Brothers Pictures, not Warner Media. His findings will go directly and solely to Warner Brothers Pictures Legal. He also had another person on the line as a witness, which we were not made aware of. 
I told him I needed to have a rep on the line as security for myself. He tried to keep me on the line, but I told him I would need to consult my team before proceeding. Can we jump on a call? Discuss soon. Best Ray. <laughs> and he also he also tweeted it's also worth noting that i made it clear to the world on august 21st that i would be vetting the investigator to ensure a fair and protected process for all witnesses um uh warner brothers pictures has escalated this to an entirely different level but i'm ready to meet the challenge now he posted a video it's 15 minutes long i'm not going to read the whole thing i'm going to kind of gloss over get some of the the big talking points here and I'll post a link to the actual video because it's, if you're interested in any of this, it's, it's really is mother's milk. <laughs> yeah. And I ain't talking about the cat from the boys. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered actually for a second. Yeah. Uh, Ray's new video. He says, uh, one that he's shocked that WB pictures had the audacity to put out the statement like this because it puts them in such a weird, bad position. It's not a good look, which obvious, obviously. Mm. Uh, he says they have no idea what receipts he's been keeping of all of his interactions, and he's been keeping all of them, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he points out that it's a blanket PR statement. He, he says, uh, you know, note that there is no quote from Hamada or anyone else. It is a sad and desperate game, but a predictable one. He says that during his talk with Walter Hamada, it became clear that Walter was trying to see uh, what he knew and who told him things, trying to find out who the troublemakers were in order to protect John's and future John's projects like Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, Hamada said, uh, according to Ray, Hamada said, well, Ray, I worked with Jeff on Shazam. I don't really think that he would do that sort of stuff or be that sort of. And he goes, you weren't there. I'm telling you, you weren't there. You weren't there when the man used back channel communications to call me into his office and made the veiled threat to my career. You weren't there for that. I said you weren't there when Jeff Johns contacted me in 20, 2018, a year and a half after Justice League, while I was shooting True Detective, to gloat, using back channel communications, to gloat that there was another cyborg being used in the DC Universe show that he was producing. I said, Walter, you weren't there for those things. You can't tell me about it. Mm. <laughs> um. Yeah, so he says he received a call from the head of HR vice president uh, and uh, the HR, sorry, the vice president of labor relations from Warner Brothers. He says he had a two-hour initial conversation with them where he detailed beat for beat, gave them names of people they should interview. Um, he says he didn't want to tell Walter Amata names because those people didn't have, you know, any big social media following to protect them. No, no one to know if they were, you know, taken out, fired, whatever. Yeah. No hashtag will um, save. Right. So he says he's, he talked a lot about how Warner, Bro- this is an impossible task for Warner brothers to do releasing generalized statements in, in, uh, in response to his, you know, pretty concise statements, uh, especially when, you know, he's got the receipts. He says they opened up a can of worms, <laughs> and there are going to be certain things that I'm now going to be saying publicly, not about the specific experiences in Justice League, but about how the things have been handled up until this point since I've come out with these allegations about Whedon, Johns, and Berg. And if you remember, I left in quotation marks, he means parentheses, and others. Uh, it, it was a very specific reason why I put and others when I mentioned the Warner Media investigation. So shame on them for doing that. And if they're hoping that I sue them so that they can go on and ask a judge to put a gag order on me 
until all this stuff is done, they've got another another thing coming. I don't care what the situation ends up being. You're not going to keep me quiet. He says they tested the waters with that statement, and I think people saw through it immediately, and it backfired on them in a big way because when I could furnish receipts to immediately refute critical pieces of information that you're trying to use to defame me, you are toast. That's actually um, dead accurate. I mean, yep. <laughs> that says, is gonna, how that's going to play out long term, too. <laughs> like, sorry. It's, you know. oh, he says, I'm going to stay on them. I'm going to make sure that the investigation situation is one that is fair and that protects everybody that's got a story to tell because it ends up some of the people that have stories to tell do not have the protection of having large social media following to go to a bat for them. Uh, some of the people that have stories to tell, if it gets into the wrong hands, um, into the hands of a person who's just simply to looking to see who the troublemakers are, those people are the ones that are going to get hurt beyond repair. So he's, he's looking out for those people too. He says he's lucky that he's got, uh, sag after uh yeah sag after on it because mm-hmm. uh a lot of these calls sorry a lot of these calls a lot of this information has been directed to them as well so he'll be reaching out to them to make sure that he can coordinate the efforts to make sure that uh this doesn't escalate into a smear campaign and he says because you know if they if they can't buy you and they can't bully you the only thing they're going to try to do is discredit you i don't know i've got a hell of a lot of respect for him after this like i already had it but good lord yeah um, it- there are only two hypotheses you can possibly hold at this point. Either he is completely mm-hmm. full of shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, completely I don't think he is. full of shit. Like, has no receipts full of shit. Uh, it, you have to take it to an absurd extreme to have that. Or he's working on something. He's got the receipts. Yeah. I mean, he's already showed us some of the receipts. Yeah. He says, uh, I already know once we get it to the people who are actually going to be impartial, the people at Warner Media, and I say Warner Media, not Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. because there was an issue with respect to us being told that the investigator was working for Warner Media. And then I have found out that it was a person working for Warner Brothers, and there's a massive distinction. So there's a lot of floundering back and forth in email conversation as to who this person is actually working for. So the one thing I cannot have happen, one thing I will not do, is rush through a situation like this simply for them to throw two individuals who they no longer have any business ties with under the bus in order to protect other individuals who were at the company and who may still be at the company. And that's what the bottom, and that's the bottom line. And, and then, of course, you have uh, Jason Momoa, freaking billion dollar, the billion dollar man, Aquaman himself, uh, posting a picture of uh, Ray Fisher with the I Heart Zack Snyder shirt on from SDCC uh, 2017 and uh, with the hashtag, uh, I stand with Ray Fisher. Um, so, I mean, if anyone's out there wondering, hey, well, why isn't anyone else standing up? Here it is. This is freaking Aquaman. Um yeah, I you know I I think I think there's definitely uh, yeah. fire to this smoke. Yeah, uh, I mean, I actually thought this was going to be a bit of a bummer, and and you know what? Now hearing it all, it's a laid little out, empowering. And looking at my chart that I've made here, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, it is. There's a little bit of fire in my belly about like you know what? Pin those fuckers to the wall. Like, yes, Absolutely. it's going to cost. It hurts because some of the names that being that are being pinned against the wall are going to take some emotional reckoning to deal with like uh you know that the long awaited i mean two years and some change three jokers just came out Mm -hmm. and the first it's i I think it's gonna be three up i think it's gonna be three issues um yeah it's really good like really good yeah i mean i'm not i'm not disputing that jeff john's gonna write i just i just apparently can't can't have a you know he should be, be in charge of things yeah he should just have like an email account and be left to his home 
Well, no, if he has an email account. That's true. You should have a typewriter. If he's got an email account, he's going to be, you know, messaging little girls. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently. If the allegations are true. Uh, Of all the things we're talking about, that one's on the, I don't know, that one's on, it shouldn't be on the back burner as far as the severity, but on the back burner as far as stuff that's more or less uh, immediately coming to light and or provable. Right. That, uh, yeah, that, hmm. I I don't know about that part for sure. Um, But God damn, he can write his story for DC. Yeah, he can. That's the emotionally conflicting part. Like, yeah, I, I I bought three Jokers. It was really good. I, like, I regret nothing about the story itself. I, yeah, if if it's... anything, I'm kind of hoping that we just like I would like something to pin him to the wall enough that I can stop having this conversation with myself. Like, look, mm-hmm. he deserves whatever's coming here and there. And God, man, you you want him off the table, off the field, off the bored whatever yeah and i've heard a lot of people make the argument like well great art, genius artists are dicks often like yes they that don't is have true. to be they don't have to be no they don't and they're gene they're dicks because people let them be sometimes sometimes i genuinely like there is a there's a i don't know there's a, a spectrum to everything and there's a crossover period where like uh certain people who uh, his you know historically there wasn't a word for it looking back would have been called you know somewhere on the autistic spectrum that have like just genuinely don't have like the dude the brain is just formed differently for certain people it does not hit the same way like their social interactions don't hit the same way so somebody Mm -hmm. like newton is yeah dude had an iq of probably a little over 200 that's insane um (laughs) and his social interactions were shit and a half um, they asked him when he was like 80 or 60 or some shit. It was, he was old as fuck. I'm sorry. I don't mean to call 60 even old as fuck, but he, he oh, was, yeah, I felt offended by that. I'm like, I'm not even, he was like two years from when he died. I can't remember if it was 80 or 60. Um, he was old as fuck for him. And, uh, they asked him like, what's, what's your greatest accomplishment? And it was like fucking Newton. And he said like, well, I've, you know, I've been celibate for 80 years. I guess it's 80 <laughs> given the rest of my, uh, conversation. But, yeah, that's a that's a ridiculous thing to say or think or or uh, conceive for most people uh, that you know decent evidence that he might have been that. Or hey, by the way, fun alternate theory: just deeply mercury poisoned because he was an alchemist. But um, <laughs> point is, we you know we don't know what's making people historically, or even in present time, we don't know necessarily what to make. But dear God, like the more information I can get, so I can have an actual opinion. It's it's for the better, as much as it's a bummer to hear. Mm-hmm. Jeff Johns is a great example of this for me, or he's yeah. becoming one. Whedon, I guess, was two months ago. Yeah, is you know it sucks. It really does. And uh, you know, uh, Ray uh, tweeted out on the seventh. He says it really is a shame that WB Pictures willfully chose to publicly undermine the seriousness of the toxicity and abuse that myself and others have reported to WBHR and labor relations. They tried to minimize me as being an actor with petty creative differences. They failed. Pretty heartily. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are plenty of people, like I said, who were who bought it hook, line, and sinker. Who were just out there going, well, Ray's a stupid kid. He's just, you know, whining that he didn't get his way. Yeah. And I'm like, why would he risk his entire career? Like, they acted like he is one person who doesn't have a team of, of agents and all sorts of and lawyers and shit. Like, why would he do this? Something happened. I don't know exactly what. We know a couple of little things. 
And the stuff that we've heard from sources don't put Johns or Whedon in a good light. Just saying for everyone still out there rallying to their defense, you know, and you know, Ray Flightcast um, on Fans Without Borders made a great point. It was like, you know, if you like they WB has been lying to us for years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we keep finding out how they keep lying to us. Yeah. Why Look, are you? Why are if we you not? Listen to the history of this podcast, we have been taken in a couple times. Absolutely, specifically regarding the Justice, Justice League, League. Yeah, and he's like the fact that you know people are willing to stick up for this you know century old corporation who continuously lies to us, rather than this young black guy. Which, by the way, that is totally a thing. That should with, like, change their your understanding of this conversation. It really, I'm, like, with I'm sorry if you little, don't agree, but it really should. I mean, they 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 called them uncooperative. Yeah, yeah. That is that is you know that is the thing that people say about black guys to discredit them. Yeah, it just is. Yeah, um, and it if you don't think that has some power to, you know, essentially call somebody uppity, uh, it it really does. Yeah. It's it's not okay. No. But um I don't know. All of this has left a bad taste in my mouth. All of this has pissed me off with, with uh Warner Brothers pictures. And, you know, to be to be clear, it is different than Warner Max. It is, you know it's not Warner Media so far. No uh, um, as Ray pointed out. And the limited it's very limited. Like need to look into fucking stock statements to be sure, but in the limited amount that I've looked around you know, WarnerMedia and AT&T are, are pretty well bound. I think that's why Fisher is tying his horse to WarnerMedia. Mm-hmm. Um, like this is – it's new blood and it's his best shot at getting a, a third person to really investigate the situation and, and say, hey, we have more problems here. Well, WarnerMedia used to be Time Warner. That's yeah. what AT&T bought. Like WarnerMedia is over everything. So like Warner Brothers Pictures is a separate entity within Warner Media, and then like Warner Max is a separate entity, and so on and so forth. Like Warner Media, Warner Media is the parent company. They would be the most impartial. Yeah, um, and tied more directly. Warner Brothers Pictures. I'm really trying to verify this because I ran across it at some point, but um, yeah, just give me a second. Doop, doop, doop. Yep. Um, it has now been several seconds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so still Toby Emmerich. Yeah, and we know what kind of dick that dude is. Yeah, like if we have to... All right, so point is, if we're looking for a, a common tie here, it is, it's probably that name. Yeah. Uh, given everything we've learned since 2017, that would be who I'd point to and say, you know what... I think this is maybe the great silencer of the group. Yeah. I want I want Keylar and Sarnoff to be like, dude, get Emmerich out. Get get Hamada out if he's the problem. Like get yeah. get rid of the problems. And like we said when Sujihara when Sujihara had to resign for reasons that like we said at the time he should have had to resign on merits of his job, not on the fact that he had literally worsened some other people's lives to do so. Right. Yeah. Emmerich I mean, that should was... have to resign on his job. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. I mean, all right. If you need something to tie it to, it, Emmerich's part of the reason Cavill's face looks fucked up in Justice League. Yes. It's just if we have to tie a direct name to it, it's Sujihara and Emmerich. There you go. You got two names. Yeah. 
That wasn't even Joss, and everyone likes to put point it at Joss. No, but, that and, wasn't. And Joss. It looks like Joss has Joss did plenty of shit, but he I guarantee you he didn't want that face to look like that. No, no, he he fought the CGI part too. He's he's got plenty of fucking problems, but he saw he. You know what? It, he's got plenty of problems, but as a professional in the industry, he knows CGI better than that. He fought he fought that battle too. <laughs> There are Buffy episodes with a 20th of the budget of anything he was doing on a single day. More than that, a 40th of the budget that looked better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that we can blame a lot on Joss Whedon. That's not one of them. Yeah, that's not. That's that is that is specifically Emmerich and Tsuchihara wanting to make sure that if the movie was a success, they were going to get their bonuses before the AT and T merger before they possibly got shit canned. Hold on, hold on. Yep. Clink. Oh, I can't make a clink sound. I was, uh, I was trying to make the clinking of champagne glasses sound. <laughs> All right. It's, it's not a good one. No. It's terrible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's very dud sounding. <laughs> it's almost as though you need those specific kinds of glasses to make that sound. Uh-huh. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, this this seems like a pretty good time because we don't have much TV news. So uh, let, let's let's jump to break and then we'll come back with some more news and wrap her up. Look around you. That car you're driving. That house your family lives in. Making your daughter laugh. Inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive. Teaching him he can be anything. All you and your dreams for tomorrow. You'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen, they are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. All right, we're back. Hey, Jason, what's up? Hey, Ben. Where you been? Uh, I sat right here and I wrote down a time, and that was fun. Oh. Uh, that's where I'll put Michael's music. And uh, <laughs> he's just talking to somebody, and it's good to be called. Right. I was just yeah, thinking. I wonder what happened in TV in the last couple weeks. Yeah, well, we're not going to get TV just yet. <clears throat> oh, okay. Yeah, we don't have a lot of TV though. Well, good. So. I made up that thought, so I don't have to yeah. actually be disappointed. Right. Um, the Wonder Woman 1984 runtime is revealed. It uh, looks like it's going to be 150 minutes and 59 seconds, which places it two hours, 30 minutes and 59 seconds. That is like two minutes less than the first Wonder Woman. <laughs> so cool. That's fine. Yeah, that's that's cool. There. Uh, by the way, uh, Ann Sarnoff, Warner Brothers CEO, Ann Sarnoff. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Take care of Emmerich. Um, <laughs> so- <laughs> she has become the new hope now. Like, okay, look. Yeah. Look, and all this is happening under your purview. Emmerich and Armada, they're they're screwing up your uh, your streaming plans there. <laughs> Emmerich's been a bastard for a while. Hamada, like Hamada, 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 Hamada. I might have been thinking about the corn hominy. Um, no. Anyway, Hamada, uh, best case scenario is just really confused and fucking up the, the how to handle it. Then that's best case scenario. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's going to blow up future shit, and he doesn't want to do that. I think it's going to probably air. It's going to veer into much, much worse than that scenario. But anyway, mm-hmm. and mm-mm-mm. really, that is you. 
Yeah. We're looking at you. So, and told uh, the Hollywood Reporter that uh, in relation to delaying Wonder Woman 1984, because it's still set for October, mm-hmm. uh, she says, we're still trying to figure, or we're, we're still figuring out the strategy for all of our movies. We have quite a lot done. Obviously, Wonder Woman 1984 is up next. For now, it is where it is. Like I said earlier, certain movies deserve to be on the big screen. My belief is Wonder Woman is one of those. So, you know, I, I'm sure they're, I guess they're open to moving it at some point if they have to. Um, you know, I, I don't know what's going to go on with this coronavirus crap. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think AL.com just was talking about the CDC rolling out, uh, distribution protocols for some sort of virus, uh, coronavirus COVID, uh, vaccine near the end of October or early November. Yeah. So, all right, I so don't know what that means. Very briefly, exactly. the I read this correctly. Uh, Pfizer maybe is going to have something that can be rolled out on November first. Interesting, but that's like going into stage four, uh, which is mm-hmm. jumping the gun a little bit. And uh, stage four uh, research is not anything that comes out in twenty twenty will be uh, like a year before. It's uh, it, it normally takes much longer, even yeah. with um, it, cutting every bureaucratic corner you possibly can, because it, effectively uh, there's a a point where like you have to let a a thing culture in a lab and see mm-hmm. if it, it you have to see if it grows in a lab, man. I mean, you have to see if it dies or lives, and that takes a certain amount of time. Yeah. So if they're right in theory, possibly. November first is a rollout that they were asked to look in that several states were asked to look into uh to look into for distribution. Yeah. Um so here's the thing. If the if Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four comes out in theaters, you know, mm-hmm. there there are theaters open right now. Um I don't know what the hell they're playing. I'm not going to see it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's not worth the risk for me right now. I'm sorry. Um when eighty four comes out, uh I will probably choose some sort of a matinee showing. And social distance like hell and, and see it. We probably won't be an opening night. We'll get to it when we get to it. Th- that if is, there's, if there's a same day, Hey, rent it for 20 bucks and watch it on your TV. I'm going to do that. I think they've slightly sworn off that they're going to do that. <sighs> you better think again. It's a little bit backhanded. I, I mean, Milan's doing pretty well. Uh, yeah. It's so stupid. We shall see. It is, it's <laughs> stupid. It is a stupid, stupid thought. To be like, oh, we're not gonna do Look, that. I've been mad at Christopher Nolan and Tenet for the same thing. Like, yeah, we gotta push this thing to get into theaters in early August. No, the fuck you don't. Well, you I don't. There are other ways anyway. to distribute that are safer and can make you as much or more money. I don't give three shits about Christopher Nolan and his horseshit movies. I'm, I realize <laughs> that strong language, and again, messages. If if you disagree, uh, we're still going to disagree because, uh, sorry, I, I completely agree with Dave's take on this, but. Um, yeah, man, like <laughs> they just the, the audacity to, they, they, oh God, like, and I just feel like that is even putting aside my feelings for the dark Knight rises. Okay. Christopher Nolan is such a pretentious prick. Like he has definitely come across that way. He has Best completely screwed over. Has he come across that way sometimes? Yeah. Like he has completely screwed over theater owners who had converted to digital projectors. Because oh yeah. His How movies have to be. His movies have to be shown on film. Like yeah. you converted it to digital to edit it, didn't you? You prick, or were you sitting there cutting film? 
Jesus. I, get, I just get so mad, dude. I just get so mad. And now it's just like, oh, I don't want coronavirus. I'm going to put it in my movie. You can't release my movie out to things that aren't theater. Oh, God. Just what a prick. I just don't like him. That's <laughs> on a personal level, I think. I don't like him. I, I get it. I get it. And I, I don't even really disagree. I'm sure we're uh, making it a bit of a cartoon a little bit. But uh, yeah, it. yeah, that's how it comes across. I get it. I, I, it's I one feel of the, like at some point in my, in, in the man's life, he says, well, I don't understand. If I, if I give my movie an ending, then people will be able to judge it honestly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, here's the harsh part. I, I don't think it's that, uh, I would call it self-aware, but that's not the right word. So I, I interpret some of the endings of his films as, why didn't you end your fucking film? <laughs> yeah. And he yeah. interprets them as, well, how it lives in the audience is the interpretation. And you know what? Look, there's an entire philosophy as, of aesthetics like corner of yep. the world that has more to do with the audience than the, uh, the purveyor or creator or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that there's not legitimacy to that view. I'm just saying right. I don't care for it. Yeah, look, I'm not, I'm not espousing any viewpoint that he should die, <laughs> that his family members should die. I'm not saying, you know, this isn't like some anti Snyder shit, but with Nolan, like it's not like I'm not saying like he should never be allowed to make a movie again. I'm not saying any of that shit. He should be able to if he can bring in an audience. People pay money to go see him. <laughs> Studios are giving him money to make shit. He should be able to make whatever he wants, right? I'm fine with that. All I'm saying is I think he's a pretentious prick and I'm not going to see or waste any more time or money on any of his bullshit movies. <laughs> because I know before I even go in, that shit's not going to have an ending. And the last just, act is going to be like after utter you phrase bullshit. it that way, you should have to also say, but you don't think he should die. <laughs> well, you know, because so many people get on there like, Zack Snyder like should burn in hell. As, I'm not Zach saying what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not saying he should like really suffer or anything. I'm just saying I don't like him. I don't dig his shit. I, uh, I, I get it. I get it. Uh, I've been a little bit annoyed watching his, uh, insistence that this be released in theaters, uh, given that theaters are just not (laughs) by any stretch the safest thing you could be doing at the moment. Um, I'm not even particularly happy with, uh, Wonder Woman 84, uh, the, the insistence that it's, going to be a, a theater release yeah i'm not crazy about that myself i, it, I would have done it differently like it, for my money it would have been released already and uh given the milan uh <laughs> come back it would have made its money yes right, given that and the fucking fandom thing like you you would have made your money man like just release the shit let's do it um yeah well it, i mean it's what's one more situation where warner brothers does not trust their ips there's always been a little bit of that that's the it and let's face it that's the reason historically the uh animated the game uh tv versions of things have always done better is because they don't try to take as much control over it when it's released in these lesser forms so to speak yeah um and in those lesser forms again with giant uh you know go fuck yourself quotation marks that i'm making including a mic bump um (laughs) like three (laughs) Tried to make the quotation things and I hit the thing. Gesticulation gone wrong. Um, including all that, yeah, like they, some of the most successful successful things they've done have been in those formats. And 
rather than embrace it sometimes, there's an instinct to keep the old Hollywood model of, yeah, but the big pictures and blah, 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 bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, it, old Hollywood has had some problems for a while. And one of the things that COVID pointed out is uh, we don't need certain versions of it as much as we needed or we thought we needed. So, yeah, yeah I, mean, I understand they're something. also still trying to keep there's they're trying to keep, you know, good relationships with theater owners. They are. I get it. And I don't I like the experience of going to the theater, but I do not. I <laughs> I loathe it. In fact, well, I it's like you described earlier. I go to matinees when possible. I, I have as little interaction with my fellow human as possible, and I kind of enjoy the <laughs> sitting in the big big room with just the movie, you know? Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I, I get it. My fellow human. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't necessarily want to literally sit elbow to elbow with someone and then have no. to pee and walk over seven people and apologize to five people because I'm trying to group those seven that I walk past according to who I think they're there with right now and bull- just bullshit social stuff that, dude, I could just watch this at home and I would be very happy yeah. with the movie and I would happily pay the price tag. Yeah. I don't want to sit five row to five row with somebody. Like, I'm just like, I don't want, I don't want to look down and see someone at the bottom of the theater because I'm like, they're going to be making noises. They're going to be like rattling <laughs> shit. They're going to be sniffling. They're going to be like whispering to their significant other. Oh, I don't understand what happened. Yeah. Well, why is she doing this? I don't understand why she's got a new costume on. Why she can't? We've never seen that costume before. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I don't mean, bring there's... your kids to a superhero. Movie. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. There's, there's a lot. There, like, there's a lot that can be lost. There's, also, like, man, yeah. I mean, I there are things that can't be done otherwise. Like, uh, you know, if you're if you're sitting in a movie where there's a real emotional moment that hits and you get to fill that with everybody, that that really does feel very different, and very good in a way. Like, yeah, you get to experience that with other people, maybe a couple hundred other people, right? A uh, few hundred people. Uh, but you're only gonna get really get that on like an opening night or something where everyone is like really invested, because like no, it's nine only times gonna be that 10, night. But if yeah. you can get it, it's it is something. But there's so many people. There's awful. But you know, it, there is that like groundswell feeling, or that that you know, the whole room is energized in a certain way. You just go on your typical Friday or Saturday night. Saturday night is going to be like huge emotional heavy scene, and you're getting into it. And then like you hear some idiot teenager be like, <laughs> "She should show her tits," and you're just like, Ugh. "Yeah, so that's done." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I can, I don't know, I can uh, discount that and keep looking at what I'm looking at. But yeah, I mean, there's like, I would rather not have heard the 13 year old who was let in uh, his take on this fucking movie. But uh, like certain things like laughing with a crowd or crying with a crowd that you can't really get except for a theater experience. I mean, granted, mm-hmm. if you're, you know, if you, it, I, before uh, all of COVID, I I got out to as much stand up as I could, uh, just because it's really fun to actually see that, and it's really fun to see somebody actually do uh, that art. And it is. And I went with you a few make times. That work, yeah, it's fantastic. But it's a very specific form of uh, uh, performance, and you you can't duplicate it exactly. And it is mm-hmm. uh, it's something that's I don't know it's it's uh, irreproducible. Um, 
you have to have it exactly it to completely experience that in the room, which is fine. And that uh, that you, know, you can transpose that to other forms of media, like movies and TV and everything. But it uh, like you have you heard stories? Surely you've heard stories because you're a big Mash fan about people that watched the Mash finale when they were at, like when it aired, mm-hmm. and because of the mechanism how of how TV worked, like they you know it was groups of thirty people piled into a dorm room and shit, you know. Yeah, and that uh, yeah, it was. It was and that doesn't account. So when you look at the ratings, which is still like the highest ratings of any <laughs> show ever. <laughs> it was it was 30 it was million the rating said it was 30 million viewers and that does not account for how many people were having literally end of mash watch parties all watching the, the same room. TV. Yeah. Yeah, like it was, it was probably 150 million just given an average. And by the way, that finale is just heartrending and amazing and maybe one of the best, probably the best finale that's ever been made for any show. It was good. But the, uh, the there are certain experiential things that cannot be repla- replaced. I get that. I cop to it. I, I understand it. There are also things that in my lifetime have come and gone. I'm only 36 years old. Mm-hmm. I've had to accept these things. You know, and it, if you take the first 10 years out, I've only been around a quarter century. Um, I've had to accept that <laughs> things come and go. That's such a strange way to say that. But okay. <laughs> if you take random numbers out, <laughs> Look, I'm only like, this old. <laughs> you take like the first 10 where you're just learning shit the entire time out before you can even begin to accurately judge something. Yeah, fuck, fuck those 10 years or whatever. Um <laughs> <laughs> this is the appropriate age to start saying that. To start being like, yeah, we'll just cut out 10 years. <laughs> I'm only I'm only 26. <laughs> There's a guy and a producer both going like, it's cool. We'll just cut those out. Yeah. You've been editing too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just cut those superfluous 10 out. Yeah. yeah. All right. Whole point is there's yes there is there are certain experiential things in a theater that you cannot replace. I, I right. live theater, a musical, something like that. You cannot replace that kind of experience. But a movie, hey, I think you really can. And every other thing in my lifetime has gone the way of the dodo to some extent. Mm-hmm. Or even if it's not the dodo, it's. Uh, something has changed so far that you it's not in its original form and it does it so quickly now that there is no equivalent to a dodo dodo's fucking right we're out i i think i think the days of the theater we're at the beginning of the end i uh you know there are people with disabilities to consider or differently abled people if you want to call it that uh there are you know and i consider myself among that guys i can't i just i'm so it's so hard for me to enjoy a movie these days in a theater like i'm even before covid i'm just so emotionally racked and weird like i just it's like a trigger point for me um yeah we have talked about that like the uh yeah. the anxiety uh, right. kicks in just going in yeah um and that doesn't even mention you know your your back in general right my back is screwed up and which doesn't have anyway. any version of sitting in, in a vaguely actually, those, but not actually upright position for two hours. Those those AMC uh, recliners were pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. They're really bad for your back. Any <laughs> recliner is, but you know, for a couple um, hours, anything can be okay. You know, I don't. It's it's, it's it's several things. I think it really started with the Aurora, Colorado shooting during Dark Knight Rises, but 
Whereas like I'm watching everybody that walks into the theater um, yeah, that ever was, since then. That was rough. But yeah, uh, that aside, there are tons of people who have lots of kids that can't afford to just like rally everybody up together and take them in. Or, you know, maybe the movie is a little too dark. You know, kids go to bed. Guess what? You can plunk down your 20 bucks and, and stream it. Uh, by the time it comes out on home video, you've forgotten it. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I just think it's the way of the future and they just better get on board. That's all I'm saying. Sorry, Chris Nolan. You know, he's going to have to be like Neil Young. That is where we started all this. Sorry, Chris yeah. Nolan. Chris Nolan is going to wind up being like the filmmaking version of Neil mm-hmm. Young, like hanging out in the middle of nowhere, grousing about how digital music doesn't sound the same. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn, Spotify. <laughs> I get it. You get it. <laughs> I'm going to write an album about it. Where are you going to release it? Spotify. It, yeah. Damn it. I get it. And I, I am one of the, I, I'm one of those people that will happily collect vinyls because I want to know what it originally sounded like. But uh, as a giant Beatles fan, if you tell me that something was mastered by George Martin, I'll be like, okay, that's that's OG. That's fifth Beatle. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on board. If you tell me it was done by Giles Martin, I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. His son, whom he trained the entire time, mm-hmm, I'm okay with this. Remastered version of whatever? Sure, I'll listen to that happily. It, it, it does matter. It matters, sure. There's a difference. But is it that important? Oh, no, I just mean in that context that I'll I'll happily keep the importance and be okay, and I'm good. Oh, oh you're just calling yourself a hypocrite. Cool. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on (laughs) i'm giving context to me being a hypocrite in some way Um, (laughs) but i don't need to see every film in the goddamn theater i'll be okay yeah and the fact is you know another side point just briefly do you remember your experience in a theater as much as you remember every other version of your viewing sometimes? Sometimes, like, the thing you watched with your friends at home later, six months later when it actually came out, is more important. Yeah. That may be more important from day one now. Yeah. I saw The Life Aquatic in the theater and hated it. <laughs> but by the fourth time I watched it with friends who just kept you know shoving it down my throat, I was like, you know, this is pretty good. I watched it in college with somebody who thought it was shit, and I kept saying, like, you know what? Actually, and... Into the movie, I I think if I had seen that without his counterpoint, I would have maybe thought the movie was shit. And having the whole the whole time having the counterpoint there, I thought, you know what? I actually kind of like this for this reason. And it was because of the live viewing with my friend that was there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I just, I needed more context. I needed to sit and watch it a few more times and kind of see what other people were laughing at and be like, well, what, what, what is this? And why, why is this important? You know, when we saw that in the theater, let's face it, it was Montgomery, Alabama. There were probably three other people in there and none of them laughed. Yeah. I think they got duped into thinking that it was, you know, an old Bill Murray movie. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't know. But anyway, um, so there was a, um, an official quote unquote official title card released by Warner brothers. It wasn't really, it was, uh, just, uh, saying that justice league was coming out. Uh, Zack Snyder's justice league was coming out in September, 2021, but they've debunked that they they don't have an official release date other than just being sometime in 2021 at this point. So, no. uh, I, I still keep, I, I still keep seeing people, uh, being like September of 2021, we've got, we've got a year. I'm like, shut up. You don't know. It's not real. Yeah. It's not real. 
Uh, I have to swallow my pride a little bit here. Um, last episode, uh, you tried to tell me, but I just wasn't hearing it. <laughs> that uh, in that in that cast reveal trailer for for the Suicide Squad, yeah, he's totally got the bones sticking out of some fleshy meat. <laughs> yeah, he's the detachable kid. It seems like it. Yeah. A bunch of people came and was like, "Hey, dude, this is probably the detachable kid because of the things." And I'm like, "Oh, wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> and I had to like go back and look and go like I totally missed that. I uh, see I was just looking at his logo on on Nathan Fillion's outfit. I was just looking at the logo and it didn't have that the the fleshy meat it just looked like two like arms crossed or whatever, two forearms crossed. But like yeah, no in the cast trailer. Yeah, that's totally some like that's totally arm fall off boy for sure. <laughs> And then I was looking into it and like, they're definitely just, they're just not going to call him arm fall off boy. So Gerard Jones can't get money off of it. That's fair. Gerard Jones, by the way, this is why, this is why they're not, they don't want Gerard Jones before you start going like, oh, they're just trying to screw the creator. God, I well, love how much what you're saying sounds like a shitty YouTube video. Yeah. This is why they won't let Gerard Jones. Okay. Yeah. Well, here's why though. <laughs> um, Dude's in jail for, like, possession of a bunch of child pornography. <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of just don't want their name associated with them. And they don't want to give them money. So. Uh, so. <laughs> Call it what you will. That actually even explains the Fillion right. disconnect. Right. I'm not going to call him Arm Fall Off Boy. There's no nothing in the script that says Arm Fall Off Boy. Mm-hmm. We're not saying that shit. Um. So, yeah. And, you know, he might not be from the future. You know, it's probably just like. I mean, he was a le- uh, it was Legion of Superheroes in, yeah. in that version. It's one of those, like, I doubt that, you know, the boys are paying uh, DC or Marvel for, for Batman or Black Panther with their use of Black Noir. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, you know, a reasonable facsimile. Yeah. Nothing more. Um, But, yeah, sorry about that. I'm. A dipshit sometimes. <laughs> I'm not going to overly produce any, you know, piece of audio where I'm eating a crow or anything. I'm just, I'm just a dipshit. Sorry. I don't know who the fuck would do that kind of thing. <laughs> Seems kitschy at best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We had rave, re- rave reviews for that, though. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was so happy to hear you gag. Yeah. <laughs> Stream um, gulping went over very well. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, porn is the number one. No, never mind. I'm not going down. <laughs> I'm not going down that path. Um, James Gunn revealed that the inspiration behind his Suicide Squad film is uh, the uh, what? What, what can't, the Dirty Dozen? God. Oh, that <laughs> like, that little film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. World War II, a rebellious U.S. Army major has assigned a dozen convicted murderers to train and lead them into a mass assassination mission of German officers. I, I, it feels right. Did we talk about how Starro was on those people's faces? We're dead. Oh. Yeah, totally looks like Starro was in that. that trailer. Okay. Okay. I couldn't remember if we talked about it on the show or not. I think so. Pretty sure. If we uh, didn't. Starro! Woo! Yeah. So... So James Gunn uh, has been pushing for Harley Quinn season three. <laughs> he he pointed out he he had a video of his dog barking at any animal that comes on TV, including the animated hyena on DC's Harley Quinn. Oh, that's nice. 
And uh, he says, the show is great, by the way. And then uh, Patrick Schumacher, the one of the showrunners, says, thanks for amplifying the show. Will the much sought after James Gunn bump, trademark sign, help get us a season three? Seriously, have you heard anything? I have no idea. And uh, James Gunn said, let's hope everyone watch Harley Quinn on HBO Max and help them get a well-deserved season three. So that's nice. If all of fandom had 22-ish. Unless there was a ridiculous drop, that'd be all right. Mm-hmm. They'll make it. I think it'll happen. I think it'll happen. All right. Let's let's get to some of this right here. Uh, Robert Pattinson tested positive for COVID-19. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, the <laughs> the production is back. Shut down. It's shut down again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's how that shit works. Yep, Ann Sarnoff says we're still in the middle of investigating what is the situation. We're pausing temporarily for now until we have more information, but we have all the protocols set up to do contact tracing and hopefully get back up into production very soon. Uh, With the Hollywood Reporter, she says uh, there's no timeline to get back to work. She says, I don't see things changing until there is a medical solution. And unless we were to reach herd immunity somehow, instead, we are just proceeding as if there won't be and resuming production as safely as we can. Um, She also says, I think we never expected things to go smoothly. In fact, uh, as we've been getting our protocols ready, we built in contingencies. If someone tests positive, you do contact contact tracing, you pause, you evaluate, you come back when you can. I think it would have been naive to think we wouldn't have certain cases on certain productions. The most important thing is to be ready for when that happens. And we were very much ready. Um, that sounds pretty solid. And a lot of people try to say like, oh, there, we, we have pictures of Vaughn set work. It's, per, it's resumed. It's resumed. Variety says no, it has not. It has not. You have pictures of things the, as they were published. Well, this is just people uh, select crew. Reportedly select select crew doing construction on sets and props. Mm. It is it is not actual production. Yeah, that's fair too. The um, hey, curiosity. Did you see? Uh, I didn't look it up. The headline about Tom Cruise renting out a fucking cruise liner. No, it, I I meant to look this up. I'm sorry. <laughs> it could be absolute bullshit. Um, Tom Cruise renting an actual cruise ship to house the production for Mission, Mission Impossible. No, I did not see that. One part of me sound uh, thought that sounds insane. The other part of me thought, mm, you know what? That could work. <laughs> I don't know about all that, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So as you heard previously in this uh, in this episode, I don't give any dams really uh, what Chris Nolan might think about anything. Sure. But I know several of you out there do. Several of you out there regard him as some, you know, God, um, as some sort of filmmaking deity. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to say, even, like, come at me in the sense that you're oh, no, implying. No. I just want to no. say, if you disagree, we can, we can disagree. We can disagree, and I've got some news for you, because I know several of the people out there who, uh, who do consider Christopher Nolan and his Batman films to be, like, the apex of the comic book movie, uh, no matter how much I disagree with you, Here's the thing, uh, because I'm tired of seeing you bitch about Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan just worked, worked with Robert Pattinson on Tenet. And mm-hmm. he says, uh, having worked with Rob, I can say with total confidence that he can do absolutely anything he sets his mind to. And I could not be more excited to see what he does with Batman. Yeah. So that, there you go. That sounds right. So there you go. That's your, that's, you can, you're, 
Christopher Nolan, your God, <laughs> says that you can like Robert Pattinson. You can like the sparkly vampire. Look, uh, your condescending tone aside. <laughs> uh, you, you and I have – I'm, uh, I'm so sick of seeing the sparkly vampire shit. I know. I know. I know. It's bullshit. All right. But it, it, in all fairness to the Nolan Batman uh, – mm-hmm. We have we have said uh, Batman Begins was was good and uh, the Dark Knight was really good. Yes, uh, reservations with, with both. I'll, we we have our reviews on record to uh, to bring up, but not much uh, has changed. The Dark Knight Rises just tanked. <laughs> <laughs> Rises just tanked all of it so hard that it put a bad taste yeah. in our mouths. Yes, and then having seen Nolan's pictures. Uh, here out we're, we're we're just we're not in a good place with him yeah no i'm not but pattinson oh for god's sake man they backed uh brink's truck up to the mother of our crew when he was like what 18 17 something he, he was young and said and would you like to do this franchise yeah. where more brink trucks will arrive fuck i would have done it too and i would have never questioned a thing right absolutely like- I'm just. Oh I would have been a sparkly just, vampire in my in a goddamn heartbeat. That's that's what I can say. That yeah, like oh, sorry, get to make out with some girl that lots of guys fantasize about on screen and sparkle and you know be the heartthrob of yes and have all the money, all the money, mm-hmm. and I can just do whatever independent movie I want to do forever because I don't ever have to worry about money because I was a vampire for a second. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not even a thought. That's not even a let it's me consider it and out. get it's back over. to you tomorrow. <laughs> It's like the email barely registers as red before replying. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what else? Oh, nothing. <laughs> Great. Cool. That too. Yeah. One of my friends uh, tagged me in a post on Facebook. She's been giving me a lot of shit for being, she does not like the Robert Pattinson trailer. She doesn't like him being Batman. She doesn't mm-hmm. like them besmirching Nirvana because now a bunch of teeny boppers are going to be listening to it. And I'm just like, Dude, Nirvana is they're they're trendy. They've been trendy for decades now. <laughs> like you can go and buy a handbag in Walmart between a Beatles and a Rolling Stone handbag that says Nirvana on it. Sorry, teenagers are buying that shit because they like the design. They've never heard Nirvana, so I'm gonna, I'm at least tell you this way now. And I'm not making this up in the slightest. So it's not an exaggeration. The 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 neighborhood kid who cuts our grass mm-hmm. has a Nirvana hat. Uh huh. Black with the lime green Nirvana, you know the uh, sure the smiley face disturbed mm-hmm. logo. Mm-hmm. I keep wanting to ask him if he knows who the band is. Yeah, it's okay if they do. It's not like we were around to hear the Beatles. No, absolutely not. Well, like it's fine. Like I just I don't. I, I'm these, just. I, oh my. God, I'm just, slightly it, adulterated in the sense that I kind of want to say like like I'm nervous about asking him. Hey, do you know who that is? And I'm also a little bit nervous because. Having grown up in the same era, that wasn't one of the bands I gravitated toward. Yeah. But you don't want to be like one of those assholes, you know, that we hated when we were kids. When <laughs> Yeah. One of these adults who like walk up and be like, what do you know about Cheap Trick? No, I know. Uh, probably more than you, asshole. I, I, <laughs> one day I'm going to ask the guy, hey, do you know that band really well? Oh, yeah. Have you heard so-and-so? No, I haven't. Tell me more. I grew up in the same era, and I don't fucking know. But what do you want to know about the Kinks? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, I mean, it's it's a conversation starter, I guess. But uh, or it could be. But I'm also a little bit fearful that I'm going to ask him like, what's 
What do you know about that bad? Who? Mm, okay. Oh, well, there's nothing to be afraid of. You just go, oh, sad. And you walk away. Well, I live across from the guy. <laughs> it's not like it's not like somebody who comes across the grass and we're like, we'll never know each other outside this context. I got gotcha. you. If I go jogging, I'm going to I'm going to see Noah and be like, hey, bud, what's up? Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, no, uh, I got someone tagged me in a post and she was kind of giving me shit. She was, had a picture of Pattinson from Twilight and a picture of him as Batman. It says, huh, I guess vampires really do turn into bats. <laughs> and my response was, that was hilarious a year and three months ago when the news broke. <laughs> I was like, why don't you, why don't you come at me with one of those Eisenhower zingers? Yeah. It feels like a Conan Twitter post. <laughs> like it's not wrong. It's just it's so the timing is so bad that it, it feels intentional almost. Yeah. So you got any got any Jimmy Carter jabs you want to throw in there? It's like <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Carter and his damn peanuts, you know? Yeah, oh, Lord. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. So I've, I've. Hey, as much as I, I hated admitting that I was uh, just woefully and willfully ignorant and, and wrong about the, the detachable kid. I don't um, think it was all that. I just think there was like. No, I'll never forgive myself. No, I I, I looked into it after <laughs> your reticence and found that there was, there was a lot to be reticent about. I just ultimately still yeah. agreed with that diagnosis. Right. Um, I actually felt good about this uh, because Jeffrey Wright. The guy mm. playing Commissioner Gordon mm-hmm. didn't recognize Colin Farrell on set as Penguin. Nice. <laughs> he said, I've worked with that makeup artist before, and it's just incredible. Colin wa- walked onto set one day, and I walked right past him. I was like, okay, hey, dude, what's happening? Where's Colin? <laughs> Are we going to shoot? So I feel better because I watched the trailer, and I didn't, you know, no, people were going. Colin would have oh, spoken in, like, this perfect northeastern boston bullshit made-up accent that would make sense at the time yeah dude is pretty fucking good at his job yeah he is it's really hard to fault him it is really weird because like i like colin farrell as an actor i don't know him as a person he seems like a nice person from what i've seen it could be a absolute doucher i don't know (laughs) You, you see him in interviews he seems like an all right person yeah uh but there is so much internet hate for colin farrell like so much like it's like, uh, you know, the kind of, if you like Colin Farrell and you let it slip, it's like if you're a Matchbox 20 fan. Okay. No. Yes. Uh, and I say that as a Matchbox 20 fan, the same you get shit about it all the time. We were talking about the other day or the same kind of apology was like, okay, but the third album was pretty good. The first. Um, yes. Well, all of the Matchbox 20 albums are fantastic. <laughs> third Eye Blind started sucking after the first album. Like. Matchbox 20 has remained good. I don't understand. I They came I, from the same I era. That doesn't mean they're you, the same but quality. I want to try to fall on the same pillar <laughs> in an attempt to die on the same hill. I, I want to say up until 2002, uh, Our Lady Peace, uh, I listened to those albums constantly. Yeah, I never, I never listened to it. I don't know anything about it. The best I can give you as far as dying on the same hill. Okay. Off top That's of my fair. head. Yeah. A little research, I might be able to come with something better, but... Um, 
Yeah, I could, I could actually probably name those albums up to the last one. I'm having trouble with the last one. Anyway, um, uh, Our Lady Peace, Spiritual Machines was a goddamn masterpiece, and you can't convince me otherwise. Um, yeah, yeah like, well, but the biggest himself, thing. Fuck, I, I, I had no fucking idea. Yeah, I have no idea. You could have told me he was several people after you told me that, and I would have been like, okay, I don't know. Are we playing the Cups game? Like, it's the shell game, right? Is that under the first or third or whatever? We've ventured into an area I don't know how to respond. <laughs> <laughs> Which person's calling for a play? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I lost the narrative on that one, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is it the... Um, uh, I guess dark-eyed, dark-haired... Uh, uh, Mid-sized dude. Right. Or is it Mia Farrow? <laughs> or is it I don't know. not even a joke, but actually Seth MacFarlane, played by Colin Farrell? Right. Oh, so, yeah. Um, Jeffrey Wright said he didn't think there was one shot of CGI in the entire trailer. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, so I'm, I'm down with that. He says, you know. Good. He said that's all photograph. One of the one of those scenes in particular we were filming on the on the last day that we shot. We shut down March 13th on a Friday. Some of the stuff that we were filming that day is in that trailer. We were that's, really stoked about what we really were cool. doing. He said, first of all, the script. When I read the script, I said to myself, yeah, this is on it. Because as you describe about Westworld, this shows very much about mystery, Batman, the series. You go back to the original, it's DC, it's Detective Comics, and the script is really beholden to that. Beholden to this idea that Batman is the world's greatest detective. I'm I'm excited for it whenever... You know, Pattinson gets over his COVID. Hopefully that's a thing that happens. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, you don't ever know. I mean, you know, The Rock and his family tested positive and they're all on the other side of it and going, like, yeah, we're all right. Yeah. It was rough, but we were all right now. You know, but then again, Pattinson might be one of these people that like wakes up in a hospital with like having had two lung transplants. You know, I've, I've seen people similar age, similar shape uh, to Pattinson that like, lost vision for a second and were hospitalized twice and you know spent a week in the bed before they were you know it felt like they even resembled themselves it's 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 mm. a it's a weird one man like it hits a lot of different ways yeah i mean you know who knows and there's there's for sure a gradient for age but shit man <laughs> if you get into that percent where the age doesn't matter it gets weird <laughs> yeah um mm, 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 mm. so zachary levi says that uh he confirmed that the plans were to shoot early 2021 for shazam fury of the gods he says they announced that we were going to do a sequel pretty much right after we premiered they knew we were tracking well enough they were happy enough with the numbers uh, so they have been steadily and earnestly working on the script for the sequel. And I think Q1 of next year is the idea. COVID has kind of made everything a little bit up in the air, but very much the intent is to make another one. We got to get to it fast. The kids are growing fast. <laughs> <laughs> he says it was going to be in April, 2022. And then they released, uh, they pushed the date partly because of COVID, uh, I'm actually quite grateful. I think a November release date is, uh, is a better calendar spot. Uh, and all that was on, uh, Dan Fogler's 4d experience. So that was where that interview was. Mm, Go check gotcha. that out. Uh, Batwoman looks like they're back in production, man. And like cameras, Johnson and Nicole Kang who play Luke Fox and Mary Hamilton, mm -hmm. they say everyone's being safe and distancing and wearing masks, but they aren't. 
Like they're in this little Instagram videos. They're like all up in each other's faces doing like multiple takes laughing and shit. And I'm like, y'all ain't distancing. Lovely. This is not okay. This is stupid. This is just a, this no, is no way that ridiculous. could is, <laughs> Like they was all up in each other's grill, mm-hmm. but okay, whatever. Um, it might be fine. We'll see. <laughs> um, <laughs> TV Line is reporting that uh, that Lucifer is filming their season five finale. They're finishing up what they uh, what they were trying to get done before they shut down from COVID. Mm-hmm. According to your people, thank God. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so I guess they're it says they're starting September twenty fourth actually, mm-hmm. and um, I will say according to the one episode I watched. Also, thank God, please finish this up. Mm-hmm. We we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> talked a ton about it but we have not i have not watched it my sister who has been a fan of the show and really loves season four uh the one we were excited about as a yeah, kind of came uh to me with a have you watched lucifer and i was like no i'm kind of waiting around and she's like oh god it's bad mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. do you mean like that they're, they're back to their old tricks she's like oh no they've devolved way past that like they're back to their, they're they're they've just they're terrible now Oh, well. Yeah, and it. I I don't I don't know her experience well enough to uh, completely judge mine. I, I just I I was already having a little bit of trouble finding time to watch the episodes. Yeah. Um, and you know, I I found about an hour the other day, and sure enough, the boys got to the top of the list because. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that. I had watched one episode of Lucifer, intended to go back for more. I think I got ten minutes into the next episode. It wasn't it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't also uh like as illuminating as season four maybe promised me that it could be. Right. And uh yeah, when I a couple weeks later when the boys is out. Not gonna lie, man. That made it to the top of the list. Yeah. Um I'm still so only twenty five minutes into that episode, but I'll get there. For me. Um, they, they put out the first half of season five. We're mm-hmm. going to do a season five review. Sure. I'm not going to remember that shit. I'm just, <laughs> gonna, there, I've watched too much stuff. Uh, I wasn't planning on watching it until the whole season was out and then we'll do our review and, and, and be done with it. Yeah. So for you, it'll um, be a second half of season five effectively. Yeah. I'm just going to have, I'm just going to watch the entire season when it comes out, when is when it's all out. Um, cause I just, I don't have time. I don't have time or the memory to be like, well, you know, yeah. I mean, realistically, given the way memory works, you'll remember the salient points of the first half, mm-hmm. and you know, pretty much how it wrapped up. Yeah, um, but it's coming back anyway. So hell, it, it is coming back for ten more episodes in season six. Mm-hmm. So uh, yep, yeah, that's been that's been uh, confirmed that it's mm-hmm. going to be ten episodes. I uh, I hope they they find their footing and uh, get good again before they. Uh, Slip off into the ether. Mm-hmm. I hope Neil Gaiman uh, narrates all ten episodes. <laughs> oh, he's too busy with intros and outros. Yeah, he's not. It was not that much on him. I listened to every episode of that. No, I'm talking about the Netflix show. Oh, the Netflix. Yes. Okay, but apparently he said all the time in the world to tweak those episodes. Uh, that's the one thing he's bragged about is they had time to go back and look at stuff. Um, yeah, he's focusing on that. Not he Lucifer. is. He is. <laughs> he is. I, I just, the audible book was great, but um, 
and uh, his his voice is always wonderful to hear. Frankly, he's he's for being such a great author, he's got a wonderful voice to listen to. Oh yeah, um, he's up there with like Douglas Adams for me. It was like yeah, I could happily listen to you talk about your thing. Um, yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> I I hope he has more time. I hope he has a little bit of time to delve into Lucifer's universe. What? Jack asked well, ways to dream on my on my part. <laughs> I have not seen any evidence that this will be true. I just kind of hope. No. Well, um, that's it. That's all I got, man. That's all I got for this episode. Yeah. Well, if you insist. I know. We'll be back for the Fandom coverage next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And I hope you had as good of a time as I did or better. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give us this. I expected to be really bummed out, and uh, I, I think we at least made, we made the most other. of it. We made it. We made each other feel okay, at least. Yeah, we had fun. <laughs> <laughs> that news is still uh, a little bit hard to deal with up front. It is. It is. It, 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 you know, mm-hmm. but hopefully, someone will, is paying attention and going, "Oh shit!" Uh, you know, we're we we need to stop shitting with Ray. And uh, get this cleared up. Yeah. Get rid of some of these assholes. Yeah. Uh, Save us, Jim Lee. Save us, Gilar Sarnoff. Yeah. <laughs> for us, and Nelson, come back. I know. I, like, that's, my, that's what I was going to say. Like, the frustrating point for us is we've been doing this for a, a number of years now. And, you know, we can pick uh, a dozen names out of a hat of people that seem like a good idea. Mm-hmm. Just, just kind of didn't work out that way. I was thinking, like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think this is true. It mm-hmm. might not be true. Mm-hmm. But then again, it might be based on how I was feeling this week. If Jim Lee ever just like, if if Jim Lee's gone, if if ever they just say like Jim Lee's done, that we that might be the last piece of news that we ever talk about <laughs> on this show. Well, last episode of DC on screen is uh, the formation of Wild Hurricane and. Um, We'll be following Jimmy Lee exclusively from this point on. <laughs> Don't know who he's teamed up with. We think Todd McFarlane may be involved. Anyway, see you later. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. You're kind of thinking, you know, that may not be so bad. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know. It probably wouldn't be the end. It'd probably just be the day that, like, the show becomes just, like, multi, multi-franchise multi-companied as if you know us sitting around talking about the beatles and shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're exclusively dc no here's where it's gonna get weird is if we're sitting around talking about like okay all right here's what happened so warner media is saying this we think that may be uh relevant but here's what we know warner pictures is also saying this and warner brothers as a whole is saying this as well uh, what we know is uh, here's three versions of what's going on. Uh, two and three are on basically the same page. Number one is on another page. And um, we don't know which one's happening at the moment. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you fast And then forward- you start getting into another one of your really fascinating analogies about shells and cups. and Well, that's precisely where that's going to go. <laughs> I think. And then w- – one of us starts having a stroke out of sheer necessity. I, I mean, I, if I was just editing it, obviously that's where that would go. Uh, 
Uh, I couldn't even care that long. Um, yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> there is there's a version of uh, what we cover that I'm afraid of where we're like, okay, this executive is only attached to this property technically. And this one is only doing this technically. And blah, 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 blah. We're like, at some point, we're just pulling up fucking quarter one tax statements from people. Uh-huh. Um, but that's, I'm happy to get into it from time to time, but not necessarily what we intended to do when we started. Yeah. Not what so, we intended to do on the week to week. Right. Well, what we intended to do when we started was bitch <laughs> and make that's each other too. laugh. So, yeah. and we've, we've shifted quite a bit since then. I also kind of enjoy getting into tech statements. So there's that too. <laughs> so I guess uh, coming around, we'll we don't around. know. And we'll figure it out. We'll be around somewhere. Yeah. Whatever the fuck form this comes out to. Just drawing other lines in my good and bad chart right now. For, for, for the time being and for the foreseeable future, this is still DC on screen. <laughs> And you can find every episode at DC on screen. I don't want to make it on screen or Warner Brothers pictures on screen. Yeah. DC as on screen. As, D- as long as it's DC on screen, we'll cover it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, 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 God, I am actually a little shocked we haven't gotten any flack for liking Stargirl, but with Jeff Johns being at the helm. And by God, I really wish he wasn't at the helm of that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Or Doom Patrol in any real capacity. But, um, I don't know, man. I've enjoyed him, and uh, all I can hope is that his ass gets fired and they continue on unabated. It, you know, reflective of my own personal journey as someone watching this stuff, I've enjoyed things, and then as I learn about people involved, I get a taste in my mouth that where I just wish certain people weren't involved anymore. That's the best I can do. Yeah, we're we're it's a learning curve, and we're trying to learn too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we're we're learning. We're learning that there's a bunch of assholes out there. There's a lot, and um, you know, it, bye. It's, but it's, <laughs> it's like one of those things where you're like, how many uh, people involved are assholes? If you'd asked me, you know, six years ago, how many people involved are assholes? A hundred percent. Name them. Well, I don't know. Now I'm getting names, and you know, I didn't want those names. Yeah, you don't want all of them. Yeah, you don't want all of them. But But, yeah, at this point, I'm like, well, now I need to know. Yeah, as it comes out, fucking goddamn it, add it to the list. I've got a board and yeah, it's yeah. All right, put it to the board. Who's a piece of shit now? Cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fuck that guy. I got it. Yep. All right. Uh, Until next time, keep some DC on your screen. Bye. Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GEMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DCOnScreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. Okay, what's my line? Uh, The only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
Oh, man. That's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry. I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.